0: Welcome to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blogging the boys.com. My name is R.J. Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host, Don of The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, June 8th, 2023. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. And I would like to remind you, before we keep going, that The Ocho is presented to you by our friends at Righteous Fallon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel our Dallas Cowboys. That is correct, Righteous Fallon jerky and biltong are available for cowboys players at the ford center training facility each two ounce bang of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein biltong has 32 and each meat stick appropriately has ocho grams of protein if it's good enough for the cowboys it has got to be good enough for you as well righteous felon uses locally sourced all natural black angus beef and prize itself on superior quality revolutionary branding and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering go to righteous and use discount code btb15 at checkout to get 15 percent off of your order that is righteous discount code btb15 at checkout to get 15 percent off of your order i normally record this show um in the afternoons on Wednesday, uh, kind of a busy day, so didn't have a chance to do that. I'm actually recording this at ocho o'clock. It is 8:01 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, as I sit here at my desk with the computer, with Bear staring out the window. Hopefully, all is well. The Denver Nuggets are up 20 to 18 in Game Three of the NBA Finals, and my Houston Astros trail the Toronto Blue Jays three to two in the uh, bottom of the eighth inning. So um, we'll see how these things ultimately wind up working out, but. Cowboys are working out Uh, today for me yesterday for you was the second day of the team's mandatory mini camp. That means today for you tomorrow for me is the final day Um, and the final day in a lot of senses, I mean, really two. Uh, one, in a literal sense, the final day of the minicamp, uh, but also the final day of real concrete action for the Cowboys until they break basically for the summer uh, before reuniting about seven weeks from now uh, to hop on a plane to head out to Oxnard, California. Obviously, there are a lot of questions about the Cowboys that we'll have the next month and a half or so to kind of discuss and analyze and, and try to answer like whether or not Trayvon Diggs will get a new deal. Maybe that will happen while the team is in Oxnard's Same goes for CeeDee Lamb, who had a bit of an injury scare on Wednesday afternoon. Thankfully, all appears to be right with his left leg. Um, You know, will the Dak Prescott extension finally happen, right? The Micah Parsons extension can't happen for another year. Uh, Will Tyler Biotish get a new deal? Will Terrence Steele? These are the types of things that we'll obviously have to to kind of, you know, assess with our idle hands um, after Thursday's action is complete. But this has been kind of nice. Um, You know, the Cowboys have been really... Um chill, I would say really purposefully chill, uh, about Minicamp, about OTAs, uh, due to the fact that they were fined, obviously, in recent history, um, for being too physical, being too physically involved, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That did happen to the New England Patriots this offseason. Uh so Mike McCarthy, who um who joked, I mean I I don't know how much of a joke it was, but but joked about um how it was a sensitive subject for him, what with the fines and stuff. Um you know, they're not taking any chances and that's fine and I think that when you when you see something like the C.D. Lame scare that happened on Wednesday, you're like, yeah, don't take any chances, right? Like, just be totally chill. Just get through Thursday um, and, you know, have everybody go on vacation and, and we'll all kind of see you out in California on the left coast. But um, it's been nice to, to kind of mine through uh, things a little bit to kind of see some positive reports about the offense. C.D. obviously included in that, but more specifically for me, Brandon Cooks, I um, I think I'm, I might be ready to really buy. In on Brandon Cooks, um, you know, really buy in that he is going to be this kind of speedster, this guy that's going to take the top off of the defense and and really add another element to the team's offense. You know, uh, last week NFL.com put together an assessment. Uh, they've been actually doing this for different positions and, and different you know sort of ways. Uh, but NFL.com assessed the the best deep passers of last season through um, through the prism of next gen stats, and Dak Prescott was number four in the NFL. Um, and so we know that Dak Prescott has an incredible deep ball. We saw that um, kind of early on in the Dakassance, you know, sort of two 2000- thousand. 19 to this point, uh, Michael Gallup was kind of the the primary beneficiary, the primary player who helped Dak Prescott have success on the long ball. But it really is starting to kind of seem like Brandon Cooks is going to be able to do that. And so you've got Ceedee Lamb, who's who's really unquestioned. Dak, you know, kind of had the company line and and you know said that he thinks Ceedee's the best receiver in the NFL. I don't think that um, anyone. Objectively agrees with that, but it's awesome, obviously, to see Dak kind of have his guys back like that, uh, especially while CD is obviously out for a new contract. Uh, so you've got CD Lamb, who is established as one of the best receivers in the NFL. You've got Michael Gallup, who we know has been successful in this offense with Dak Prescott, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But now you have Brandon Cooks, who you know you add to the mix and helps everybody out. So I'm buying. I'm really, really excited. I'm really, really anxious to kind of see him. Um, some more competitive things at training camp. Obviously, it's never truly competitive. You know, you do get your one-on-one drills, but those are, are slanted in favor of receivers. So it's difficult to really kind of, you know, take a, a huge assessment away from them. But still, I'm, I'm really – I wasn't slow to the Brandon Cooks thing, right? Like I was obviously always excited about the trade, but I'm starting to kind of see it now. You know what I mean? Like it's starting to become a little bit more real, I guess. And that's why I'm starting to kind of let my excitement really kind of roll out. Um, Dak Prescott also had the line uh, about what the Cowboys have effectively named or nicknamed their offense uh, when he spoke to the media on Wednesday. Obviously, there are some West Coast principles within this offense uh, based on Mike McCarthy, the play caller, obviously, and and his NFL lineage, his NFL history, the types of offenses he's called, obviously, for the majority of his career, primarily with the Green Bay Packers, as we all know. A West Coast offense is mentioned. These are the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys. I love loved this stat called it um, a Texas coast offense. And so, um, you know, that's cool. I, I mean, that's the kind of thing that like if the Cowboys really did, um, you know, revolutionize the NFL. I know that's a, a ridiculous statement but But if they really did have this massively successful season, you could kind of see that being like the name of the this expression gets said a lot. But the name of the Super Bowl DVD, right? Like the Texas coast offense. Um, and so um, I'm pumped about that. I'm pumped about really everything. It's its really difficult for me to find a, a, a sector of the offense, a sector of the team, really, that I don't have some semblance of confidence in. You know, even the... The kicking situation which is a little bit in flux obviously which we have some some you know kind of concerns about as I I say that Mauricio Dubon getting the Astros involved in the top of the ninth inning all right I'm not going to broadcast this game for you guys because I think that there are regulations against that but I'm excited personally uh but um the, the kicking situation that that's one of the things that kind of one of the biggest thorns in our in you know the proverbial side of Cowboys Nation but it's hard to really kind of be upset about, it. I and mean, it's easy to be upset, but it's hard to, to feel like it's not going to work itself out because, you know, they're kind of treating this the way they did last year, and it worked out. Now, they stumbled into that. It did not work out, you know, with plan A or plan B. Uh, but, I mean, it did Ultimately, work out. And so they kind of deserve some props for that, I suppose. Um, You know, props is a a loose word to use, but um, I'm not ready to panic on that. I'm even not ready to panic on, you know, what else. (laughs) Like, what it's, you know, I, I think that any kind of part of the offense that we bring up. There's something that we like. There's a project. There's a lottery ticket. There's extreme stability. Um, You know, Stephen Jones had a quote that kind of made the rounds. I know there was some discussion about it, about, you know, depth and maybe trading away players, right? Like, and and whatever does or does not wind up happening on that front, I mean, we can find spots on this offense, right? Like, if I told you today you have to trade away a player on the Cowboys— you could very easily find that player, and I think we all really like this roster, right, but you could find uh, a Dorrance Armstrong, and that's not necessarily a player I would want to see the Cowboys move on from, but you get my point, right, like, he kind of feels like some some depth that you could, you know, literally trade, obviously, for for depth elsewhere, where maybe you are a little bit lacking, and so I hesitate to, to say things like this, but, you know, it's been a long time since I felt this way about the Cowboys in the month of June, I guess maybe is the way I'll square this. Because normally around this time of year, there's a really obvious Achilles heel. There's a really obvious this is going to blow up in your face. And we've kind of talked about that on the last two roundtables um, that I've been a part of at least, which which have been the last two weeks. And while maybe you you believe that um, the offensive line is that, the left guard situation, um, oh my gosh, Jordan, get down. Oh. No, I didn't get down, man. What a shame. Uh, but either way, um, the the left guard situation will probably work itself out, right? I mean, like we we have some faith in. Like, I know that we have a level of unsettlement because the Cowboys don't have a left guard on paper or a left guard on their depth chart that we can, you know not just penciling but but kind of cementing and locking and say that's the left guard we know beyond a shadow of a doubt. But they have options, right? Like we could actually, if we really tried, we could configure, you know, two, three, maybe even four different permutations of an offensive line that, you know, we wouldn't feel terrible about. And I'm not saying that as like a flex. I'm just saying that, you know, as as an indication of kind of where the Cowboys are. I've been saying this a little bit on some of our shows. We're past the point of chalk along the offensive line. We're past the point of knowing on a week-to-week basis who's lining up from left to right all across the entire offensive line. This is a game of adapting. This is a game of adjusting. This is a game of being ready for injury, of being ready for whatever, of having to move one guy, of having to move two guys, of having to move three guys. I mean, we said it on the roundtable this week. There are only two positions along the offensive line that, you know, assuming all goes well, you're not expected to see any movement from this coming season right center with Tyler Biotish and right guard as far as Zach Martin is concerned everything else you can envision a world where right tackle has a couple of players who play it throughout the season obviously that's contingent upon Terrence Steele's health Um, and even if it isn't contingent upon Terrence Steele's health it might be contingent upon where the Cowboys want to play Terrence Steele so Terrence Steele could play a left guard and if that happens that's another permutation Tyler Smith could play left tackle could play left guard Tyron Smith could play left tackle play right tackle so you could have a number of different things happen here, And again, I, I think, you know, let's say the offensive line wound up being, I don't think this is a popular, you know, take, but say it was left to right, Tyler Smith, Terrence Steele, Biotis, Martin, and then Tyron Smith at right tackle. If I asked you to rank your preferred, you know, offensive line combinations, that would probably be number three, I guess. But, but even if. That is number three for you. You still don't feel terrible about it, right? Like I think that's worth mentioning. I think that's worth saying out loud. That even the third possible permutation is one that we can kind of you know sleep at night with. Um, and so that's where I'm saying like I don't I don't have a, a you know this time last year tension was high and and I I would say early June last year mid June obviously even July I would say things really reached a boiling point uh when the Tyron Smith injury happened and obviously oh man Kyle Tucker struck out and the Blue Jays just won that stinks out loud back to the NBA finals we go on my TV here in the office but um but yeah I mean this time last year we we had pitchforks out right it was man you don't have a swing tackle the Randy Gregory thing blew up in your face and the Broncos hype was really high this time of year, you know, a year ago. So everybody thought the Broncos had won out there. And, you know, I know that there are some Cowboys fans who feel a way about Randy Gregory. I'm wishing him the best. I would love to see him have a great season with the Broncos this year. We'll obviously see what happens. Um, And, and, you know, the Amari Cooper thing. That was the big thing. That was the, like, you're so dumb. Why did you do this? You didn't even do anything. James Washington, what Jalen Tolbert, what, like, how's this going to work out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we were really, really, really mad as a fan base this time last year. And so, um, the fact that we're not, I think is a massive improvement. I know that that's a low bar to clear, but they did clear it. Um, in f- you know, in many ways, we're on the exact opposite side of the spectrum with the things we've talked about many times, the acquisitions of Stefan Gilmore, or Brandon cooks. I think we've all really come around on the Mozzie Smith draft uh, selection, even the Luke Schoomaker pick, while there hasn't been buzz about him specifically, we've all kind of just made our piece there as well. Times are times are solid. Times are okay. Times are good. And so um, it's just an interesting kind of place to be at. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, it's a strange place to be at, honestly, to, to kind of trust and, and be happy with this team in the month of June, that just, that does not happen if you are a Dallas Cowboys fan. But, um, that's really all I have to say today. Um, I've said it all really. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Um, I hope if you're an Astros fan like me, that Thursday's loss or Wednesday's loss didn't bum you out too much. And I hope things do rebound for them on Thursday. I hope you ever, whoever you're rooting for in the NBA finals wins. I'll say right now, uh, I'll say the Heat going to win this. I'll say as you're listening to this, Miami's got a 2-1 lead. Uh, but, um, yeah, make sure to subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast network wherever you get your podcasts. Those things uh, help us out. Those things make us really happy. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out our site, obviously. We've got stuff coming out all the time. I know that we're about to reach a, a really slow point in the NFL, but we are not going anywhere. You are still getting the exact same frequency of articles, podcasts, videos, all sorts of discussion Um, we live to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and we're grateful that um, that you make us a part of your experience when we do that so um, yeah let's bounce let's get out of here good job bear not making any noise during the episode the audience appreciates you Um, and good job you loyal listener I love you with all my heart so we will see you manana my friends as always go Cowboys and peace out